Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I can get up here and just, you know, it, it can be light and joyful and, and all that stuff, and it will be because truth is joyful. But I, I'm going to do some discipling today, okay? D- disciple denotes discipline, right? And uh, being a disciple of Christ is, is not following your own ways, but following him, correct? Right? So what I'm not, what I'm not doing today is I'm not making you my disciples, but a terrible, I, you know, if you were my disciples, we'd get candy all the time. Seriously, we just have nothing but a party. I just, I, I'm in it for a good time. And uh, if you were my disciples, I wouldn't let anybody here over five foot seven. Just the way it would be. And most of you would be Irish. We'd let the occasional Italian in just for cooking. Other than that, <laughs> uh, but thank the Lord that's not the kingdom of God. Ever anybody, 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 there is no prejudice in Him, and there ought not be in us. Every nation, every kindred, anybody that would name the name of Jesus becomes family to us. And so let me uh, try to get through this as coherently as possible. I do have a lot of scripture, but uh, just just listen fast with me. And uh, I'm reading from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 3. I'm reading out of the Holman's Christian Standard. I like that translation. It's not the only translation, but it's a good one. All right, so Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, and and I'm picking it up at verse 3. He said, but we must always thank God for you, brothers. This is right, since your faith is flourishing, and the love each one of you has for the another is increasing. That's a good thing. I'm telling you what, I love you guys. I just, I, I am excited to come here on a Sunday morning. Seriously, to see your faces, to to just that spiritual connection that we have. And, and I love it to see new people come in. Because, and the joy of that is, you know, not to have another notch on our, you know, belt or whatever, whatever, you know, some new soul that we can brag about, but just that you, the potential for you to experience what we experience is something that gives me great joy. God is not a respecter of person. And so where you are and who you are, he wants you to receive everything that he has. And what he has for us is that uh, our love for one another just keeps increasing. It doesn't diminish. It just it gets, this is a good thing. It's not always, you know, uh, roses and sunshine around here. We go through some hard times together, but we love one another. Not because we're better than anybody, because, but because we've allowed God's love to touch us. i got to get through this. That's not even what I'm preaching. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you among God's churches. 
about your endurance and faith and all the persecution and afflictions you endure. Oh, you're not supposed to boast. Well, Paul boasted. And some of you here, I, I boast about you. Yeah, what a great, great assembly. It says, uh, it is a clear evidence of God's righteous judgment that you will be counted worthy in God's kingdom for which you also are suffering since it is righteous for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to reward the rest or, and reward with rest you who are afflicted among us. Vengeance is a multi-billion dollar industry. Okay, turn on whatever. You know, Bruce Willis or whoever, you know, everybody out acting vengeance. And we're like, get the bad guy. Not in the kingdom. Vengeance is not ours. We don't have the sense to know how to repay, but God does. What I pray for my enemies and what I pray for those that have wronged me is that the vengeance of God is the cross of Christ. That's the right prayer. I used to pray, God, get them, because I can't. Man, I do. I couldn't wait to see it. Now it's like, Jesus, I'm trying to get a right attitude. Lord, let that all go to the cross. But he knows how to judge righteously. He said, now listen to this. He says, uh, when this God repaying and rewarding, he said, this will take place at the revelation of Jesus Christ from heaven in, in, with his powerful angels taking vengeance with flaming fire on those who do, don't know God. Okay? People that don't know God, I'm going to tell you something that is true. Not telling you just because I want it to be true. I'm telling you because it is true. Not everybody makes it. We're living in a day when, oh, they're in a better place and they're in a better place and they're, oh, this is all right. And I'm not trying, you do whatever you have to do to have hope, I, whatever. But I'm telling you what, there is an urgency in my life that we need to preach the gospel to people. That sounds harsh. But I didn't write this part. But I do have to preach it. So why are you preaching it? You know why I preach this? Because you like to be harsh? No. I love to have a good time. I love to win. I got to tell you this story. I don't have time, but listen to this. So me, I, 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 I like to just have a good time and win. And I like it in a short burst. You know, we play pitch. It's like, bam, I, it's like instant gratification. I can whip you. Feel good about it. So Jeannie comes home this other, the other day with this board game called Ark Nova. Don't let it into your house. I'm telling you, she was a month setting it up. And reading the man, the manual looked like a, an encyclopedia. No, not quite that bad. She said, honey, will you play? I said, no. <laughs> a couple weeks later, days later, babe, will you play? And she she couldn't somehow play on, you know, one player. And finally, she wore me down. You think it's, you know, Monopoly was a long game when you were a kid? Forget <laughs> it. Then I find out you need a stinking 
PhD to figure out the rules. Literally, literally building a zoo and world animals. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. But I beat her this weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I like to win, but I like to sh win in shorter bursts. I don't know what I'm telling you that. But anyway, so the idea of just, you know, I wish everybody was okay. Not like I, I, I'm not like, oh, this hellfire and brimstone. You, you, if you have to preach that, it's because God's command, not because you like it. Right? If you like it, something's wrong with you. But judgment is coming, and my, the reason I'm telling you is that as we have a responsibility, God called us to preach the gospel. And, and, and I'm not walking around afraid, oh, I got to say this, I got to say that. I realize when God's called somebody, it's going to come out of us. But I'm just asking you that are kind of sitting on the sidelines, get in the game here. Be involved. Don't be, a, what, what are you ashamed of? And, 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 and just let your testimony be out there. Well, I want everybody to like me. Well, they're not all going to like you. They don't all like you now. True or not true? So what do you care? They certainly don't care. Well, I'm just telling you. Anyway, this is why. So, okay, he says that this will take place at the revelation of Jesus from heaven. And uh, with his powerful angels, taking vengeance with flaming fire on those who don't know God and on those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Say this with me. Obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So can you know God and not obey the gospel? Question mark. Okay. Can you know God and not obey the gospel? I would just, in my limited understanding of all of this, but what I do understand, it's got to be two separate things or he wouldn't have wrote, wrote it like that. You don't know God and those who don't obey the gospel. So there's an obedience to the gospel that is absolutely expected of us. Would you agree or not? And uh, it says, let me just finish this. Uh, don't obey. These will pay with the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and from his glorious strength. And that day when he comes to be glorified by his saints and to be admired by all those who have believed because our testimony among you was believed. All right? These will pay with an eternal penalty of destruction. Woohoo! Great. Let's chat about that. That's some harsh words. But there's something we ought to pay attention to. And the reason why I would bring this to you is because you have a faith in God and you, 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 you know about him, you may, I believe there is an obedience to the gospel that's absolutely essential for our spiritual wholeness. All right. I'll put it all together in a minute. 
I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 1. I want to define what is the gospel. The gospel is the good news. What good news? This is the way Paul defined it. Listen to this. He said in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 1, Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaim to you. This was the same writer of 1 Thessalonians, right? Paul wrote that, all anointed. Some have not obeyed the gospel. He's explaining what the gospel is to the church of Corinth. He said, I want to clarify it for you. The, uh, the gospel I proclaim to you, you have received it. You've taken your stand on it. You are also saved by it. If you hold to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believed with no purpose. I'd like to take a marker and mark that out. Unless you believed for no purpose. That's again. Come on, you can cherry pick through the scriptures and, and say, well, I that way, I don't know. But there are some people that have believed to no purpose because it didn't lend to an obedience in their life. Let me clarify that. Well, no, let me tell you what the gospel is. Then I'll preach the other part. Listen to this. For I passed on to you, he's explaining it, to you as most important what I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to uh, Peter, Typhus, but it's Peter, then to the 12, then he appeared to over 500 at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then all the apostles, last of all as uh, to one abnormally born, he appeared to me. So Paul's saying, listen, here's the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you realize how crazy you are? You're sitting here. When you tell me you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, you believe that a man was killed and that he overcome the grave. How many of you believe that? Either you are nuts or this is amazing. You got to think about, I'm telling you what drove the church in, in the first century was the absolute witness of the resurrection. And Paul's saying, look, there's 500 people that saw him alive. Don't you think they didn't, you didn't have to get coerced into talking about this? It's like, please witness to somebody. They saw him alive and they went, what? They couldn't, they couldn't keep their mouth shut. Jesus, he, he, uh, uh, we saw him say to his friend, and uh, three days later, bam, there he is. Cooking fish. Holy smokes, this is wild. We're like, uh, we're Christians. Yeah, we follow rules and regulations. Shut up. Dude, this is about the resurrection. This is about something that's so amazing. This is the gospel. The most important thing that we do. Everything else is window dressing. 
The death, burial, and resurrection, just get it in your head, man. That literally was a game changer for the world. Everything from the beginning of time till then and everything from now to back when it happened. So I don't know if it's true. I believe their testimony. And because I believe their testimony, I, I reached out to God and God just literally spoke to me. That's profound. I say, yeah, God speaks. God speaks to you, yeah. Yes, he does. How often? All the time. And he speaks to you all the time. You just don't recognize. But listen to this. I'm going to finish in the next hour. All right. This is a lengthy one. All right. So how is it? How many of you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection? That's a good thing. How many of you have obeyed that? How many of you believe the gospel? How many of you obeyed the gospel? You see, all right, now, let me, let me say it this way. Here's what I absolute. this is, this is foundational. We are saved by grace through faith. It is the grace of God that any one of us are sitting here. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. If you don't think you need grace, hang on a while. You're going to find out you do. If you already know that and you feel like a failure and you don't, God, you know, you don't deserve it, you're wrong. God's grace is on you. Right? We have all, we were all young people once. Of course, I was perfect back then in my life, but. No, we get an idea, oh, they didn't struggle. They, we all, there's nothing new under the sun, but we all experience the same struggles. And I promise you, you're looking at people that have struggled just like you, and they've overcome it by the grace of God, not by being better than. So let God's grace touch you first. You know what God's grace says is that he, he, he favors me. You cannot go to God and say, Lord, I need you, if you're thinking that he's going to crush you like a bug. But when you believe he favors you, you can open your spirit up to him, and he does connect with you. So we're saved by grace through faith. But faith, to say I believe something and you don't do anything about it, your faith is dead. Oh, I, I believe God, okay. I just don't let it affect my personal life. Good. That's good. How far is that going to get you? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I, we got all kinds of things. And I'm speaking to the choir, but I'm yelling at the choir today. Bear with me. Because there's somebody that here that needs to hear this. The idea of saying, I believe the gospel is one thing. Have you allowed the gospel to cause your life to start going in a certain direction? Or is it just nice to be around people that talk about the gospel? I tell you something, I like these folks. They're happy folks, they're good folks, they're giving folks, they're good to be around. But hanging around these people don't make you these people. Making you that is a choice that you make to not only just believe the gospel, but to obey the gospel. So here's my thought. 
Um, the idea of faith. We're saved by faith. I believe with all of my heart. Listen, and we're again, you've been uh, fed something that's evil in our culture, in our society. But I believe at conception, in a woman's womb, that is life. I, I've God grace upon those that have suffered the horrors of it, of an, of an abortion. And, and God can forgive, and you need to let him forgive. But man, oh man, do not try to justify your actions by making it less than what it was. Okay? I believe faith is life. I believe you can, and, and if you've never prayed a prayer of repentance, what is a prayer of repentance? Say, Lord, I have led my own life, went my own way, and now I want to follow you. Okay? Close your eyes with me. If you've never prayed that prayer and you want to follow him, I want you to, I'm going to speak it. I want you to pray it with me. Jesus, I have led my own life. I'm asking you to forgive me for that. And Lord, I, I want to follow you. I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. I believe that the cross was payment for my sin. God, I'm asking you to forgive, and I'm asking you to lead me. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, I believe there's life. And I believe there is that time of growth in, 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 uh, in a mother's womb that that, if everything's working right, man, it's just, it's just nothing but comfort. And, 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 and so, I, you know, what happens to a, a, a baby that, that dies in the womb? Right straight to the throne. I, I just, I believe that. With all of my heart, I, I do. And so, does faith save you? Yes. Can you be saved without experiencing the new birth? You can't experience the kingdom of God. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you where my head is, right? But what God wants to do more than just make punch your eternal ticket, he wants to make you a part of the body of Christ. He wants you to obey the gospel. And some of you have heard this before, and what you need to hear it again for is to say, okay, that's still true, because it's still true. So listen to this. Well, I, I'm going to wait. How many want to know how to obey the gospel? Yeah, ask me. How do I obey the gospel? Okay, let me tell you. I was waiting for that. Uh, so Romans chapter 5, verse number 20. And I'm going to read into Romans chapter 6. In the, in the epistle, there was never any chapter divisions. It was a letter, right? So when you're reading the scripture, don't, don't think, oh, here's a new thought. It's the same thought. Sometimes read it, just read it without, you know, thinking there's a break there. So, so I'm going to read it like that. Listen to this. It says, Romans chapter 5, it says, The law came along to multiply the trespass, but where sin multiplied, grace multiplied even more so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace will reign through righteousness, 
resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace reigns. We got a world out there that believes grace reigns. A world of, of uh, Christianity in America that believes grace reigns. And they believe grace reigns, and so it doesn't matter a bit how you live. That's not true. That's why, listen to this, that's why you need to come every other Tuesday because I'm teaching this book. Okay. Sin multiplied, but where sin multiplied, grace multiplied. That's why don't ever judge somebody's eternal destiny before it's over because you don't know what God can do. Yeah, but their sin is so, uh. Yeah, but their grace is so, ah. You got me? Yeah, we can yuck, but man, I want to look at what God's grace is towards somebody. So, so listen to this. So, uh, uh, so grace will reign through, uh, through righteousness, resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace, grace, grace. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It's all grace. God's good. Then it starts in verse number one. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. Let me say it with emphasis. Absolutely not. Well, what about the sin of my life? Fight. Just don't give in to it. Give in to God's grace. Don't give in to sin. All right, so absolutely not. It says, um, how can we, listen to this, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Or are you unaware that as all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in a new way of life. For if we have been joined with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin since a person who has died is free from sin's claim. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Holy smokes. There's a lot there. I'm going to say it again. What's the scripture? If we died with Christ, we believe we're also going to live with him. I believe we're saved by faith. But I am here to tell you this. I wouldn't want to get there and have my old man, my old life, follow me there. I would want it to be destroyed. Now, you know, I just let you look at this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished. Said, are you unaware that he, you who are baptized into Christ 
were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. The obedience to the gospel. Let me just break it down to what I believe with all my heart and what I can show you again and again. If, if this troubles you or, or causes you to say, what? Sit down with me. I'm going to show you water baptism is New Testament circumcision. I'm not making that up. It, the sign of the covenant in the Old Testament was circumcision. To be a Jew, you had to be circumcised. Abraham's promises came to those that were circumcised. The New Testament circumcision is water baptism. It literally, for you to obey the gospel, if you believe this preacher at all, I'm going to tell you, is you die to yourself. Say, Lord, I have lived my own life, and I'm giving my life to you. How many of you have ever done that? If you prayed that prayer today, you just did it. So you are dead. An unburied corpse is not pleasant. Some of you are living in that unpleasant atmosphere in your life that you have died to yourself, but still you're feeling the condemnation and guilt of your past life. There's no joy in that. But I'm here to tell you when you are buried with him in baptism, we're talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ being the gospel. If you're going to obey the gospel, you're going to experience your own death. Can you go to heaven without repentance? Of course not. You can't. you got to say, wait a minute. I, God, I need you. I believe you. And the reality of it is, those of you that have never experienced the power of water baptism, I'm telling you, it is life-changing. Because the Bible says when you're buried with Christ, and, and we do this, we, we, we all the way under. I don't believe sprinkling anybody buries anything. And I'm not condemning anybody. I, Steve Service, one of his friends from... High school, she come up and she saw the baptism picture of him and I. She said, "She said that was he getting baptized there." I said, "Yeah." She said, "That's beautiful." She belonged to a, a denomination. She said, "My daughter come up to me later and said, Mom, wouldn't it have been great if we could have made the choice to be baptized?'" I said, "You know what? You can now." <laughs> if you've been baptized as a child or an infant. Where were you there? You, did, you didn't connect with that. You weren't, it wasn't a choice. The gospel is a choice you make. I'm, I would plead with you. In fact, Peter, he commanded people. He didn't even ask them, you want to do this? He said, you're doing it. I'm going to give you some. Now, the idea to be buried with Christ, and, and it goes on like this. It says, are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we're buried with him by baptism in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we walk in that resurrection power, free from our old life. So I would submit to you as you stand with me.
Believing the gospel is an amazing thing. You coming to that place of faith is a wonderful thing. I believe it's life. I believe, I believe you begin growing. But there is a birth that is absolutely, and uh, Jesus told it to Nicodemus, except a man be born again. There is a new birth that takes place when you are obedient to the gospel. Not just when you hear it. Not when you just say, oh, I believe it. But when, when your faith causes you to act. And so, today, you got water. You can feel that really quick. And the truth is, it's warm. But if you prefer to suffer, we'll take you to the river. But I'm here to tell you what I would, I will go down my dying day preaching that repentance, water baptism, that resurrection in your own life is absolutely essential to being obedient to the gospel. You say, man, why do these people, what do they have that, that I, if you're wondering, what do they have that I don't have? Man, you know what, I am free from my past. I'm free from guilt and condemnation. I have been made free from sin. Well, what do you mean? You never sinned? What? No, didn't say that. But when I do, I have an advocate that's immediate, and it is gone the moment I mention it to him. I don't take that for granted, and I don't use it as an excuse. Continue in a lifestyle, in a frame of mind, displeases. I'm going to tell you, God's going to confirm his word today. He is. We're going to pray. Say, well, I don't know. There's a lot to think about. Well, I want you to think about it in prayer. I want you to ask God, God, is this something that you want me to do? And I'll tell you, if I had the authority, and if you've never been baptized by full submersion in the name of Jesus, I would not just recommend it, I would command it. It is life-changing. If you've never received the power of His Spirit, if you've never spoken in other tongues, come on, God has that. Not just for a few, He has it for all of us. So as we pray, as you consider this, I'm asking for you to ask yourself the question, have you obeyed the gospel? Father, Your Word today, to touch our hearts and minds. God, I'm asking you to bring conviction and direction. Lord Jesus, let every heart that is lifted up towards you, Lord, every heart that's filled with faith today, find it to be an obedient faith, to follow after you, or to obey the gospel, to experience their own death, burial, and resurrection. I speak your grace and goodness. Speak the power of your spirit to speak to them right now. Lord, I know you're healed, you're, you are here to heal, to lift up, to deliver. God, to set those free that would reach out to you this morning. Let that happen as we worship together. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. 
Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.